He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, June 24th, 2022. Your week is almost over, and it's time for a big weekend. If you're in Atlanta, I'm at the Laughing Skull Lounge all weekend long, so come out and say hello. I'll be there tonight at 8 and 10, 10 10, 8 and 10. I don't know, 8 and late is how it goes. And then Saturday I'll be there at 5 and 8 in the wild, woolly, midtown Atlanta in a major metropolitan city surrounded by, infused by million-dollar condominiums. There is not a Starbucks that is open past 7 o'clock. It's like they're scurred down there. What is going on with this city? What's going on with the world, really? I don't know. Nothing good, but there is good in all of us. There is good in you. There is some good in me. And there is a lot of good in the U.S. artistic swimming coach, Andrea Fuentes. Did you see what this woman did? Did you see the most mesmerizing images that I have seen in a long time? Is it because there are two women grappling underwater? No, it's arresting this image. It's so powerful. In case you were unaware, I believe it was the world championships of artistic, some swimming world champions were taking place in Budapest, Hungary. And artistic swimming, which looks to me to be what used to be called synchronized swimming, but maybe you do it by yourself. It looks like ballet in the water from what I can tell. Maybe there's still synchronized swimming and this is just a solo pursuit of it. Anyway, it's an Olympic sport. So these are athletes in the pinnacle of human shape. A An American swimmer named, Anita, I believe it's Anita Alvarez, Anita Alvarez, was finishing up her routine uh, a day or two ago and As she was finishing, she fainted. Please tell me you saw these most mesmerizing photos. She fainted and started sinking and I believe made it almost to the bottom of the pool, if not the bottom of the pool, which looks to be more than 15 feet deep. It looks like a really deep pool. So she is, imagine fucking fainting while, you know, this podcast lately has been spending a lot of time in the pool. She faints and fall. a world-class athlete faints, slides all the way down to the bottom of this, what looks like a really deep pool. And the image is of her sort of unconsciously falling to the pool bottom. And to the right of the image, like a true superhero, not an apolitical jerk-off superhero of of American cinema. Hey, dude, what's the difference between Marvel and DC? You know what it is? They're both dumb. (laughs) But I get it. They simplify the world for you. It's easy. And we need that in these trying times. We need complexity reduced to good and bad. That's how it works. 
It's not, you know, it, it makes things easier to process. It gives us a break from the real life, real world, I guess. But like a real superhero, here comes this fully clothed woman, or at least she's wearing shorts and a shirt, but she is just scything through the water like a knife, swimming toward, with perfect form, of course, and a long, highly braided ponytail trailing her head. She's scything through the water, swimming to this lifeless artistic swimmer, Anita Alvarez, who fainted. And the person swimming toward her is her swimming coach, who is the U.S. artistic swimming coach, a Spanish national, as you'd say, and her name is Andrea, Andrea, Andrea Fuentes. This woman didn't wait to figure out what was happening. She saw something bad happening, and then later popped shit about the lifeguard, saying, I had to do something because those dumb fucks weren't lifeguards, the cops of the pool. Sure, they'll tell you <laughs> to walk. <laughs> no no chicken fighting. I'll tell you a lifeguard thing, and I'm, I'm not going to take away from Ms. Fuentes here. I'll come back. You know what? The most ridiculous thing a lifeguard has ever said is don't hang on the lane line. If you've ever been in a pool and you've ever been a human being, you've drifted over to the lane line and just sort of rested and relaxed on it. And invariably, if you are dealing with the cops of the pool, the lifeguard is going to scream, no hanging, get off the lane line, you can't get off the lane line. There, Nothing ever happens to fucking hanging out on the lane line. This is me, by the way, giving you a, a break from race and police and... <laughs> whatever else is on my on my high, whatever else has chapped my hide that day. I still am going at the fourteen uh, year old authorities in the in the high chairs. That's what they are. They're they're bigger kids in higher chairs, lifeguards. They always say stay off the lane lines. Nothing fucking happens, dude. There's no consequence to being on the lane line. It's fun. It's relaxing. It's natural. Dare I say it's European. Okay? You should be able to hang out on the lane line, bullshit, have a little Campari and soda, maybe, maybe smoke a n nice narrow cigarette, your galois, or however you say those cigarettes. The lifeguard, according to Andrea Fuentes, so she's the swimming coach. She dives in. The lifeguards weren't doing shit. She said, so I just had to, she didn't wait to figure out the situation. The lifeguards were paralyzed. And you know what? In their defense, that's something that happens <laughs> in their defense. Aren't the lifeguards, the cops of the pool, supposed to prepare for the unthinkable? Just like aren't cops supposed to be brave and aren't soldiers supposed to be brave and prepare for the unthinkable and not be like the rest of us? I don't know. I didn't mean to loop soldiers into that. I really mean fucking cops. But anyway. What happens in situ ambiguous situations, novel situations where we are unfamiliar, we don't know, we've never seen it. What we do is we, in a situation like that, you look around, like, what is everybody else doing, right? If you've never seen someone faint in the middle of a road, as I did once, fall down, you kind of, you don't know what 
Is, is that happening? There's a there's a little pause to figure out what the hell's going on. And what we do in those situations, generally speaking, is we look around at the other people to see what they're doing. And if they're doing nothing, we don't do anything, and the person sits there and valuable time is lost if they need our assistance. Anyway, it's, uh, what's it called? Uh, there are a couple of phenomenons that describe it. I think it's called, uh, I don't know. It's, it has to do with losing yourself to the group in ambiguous and, situa- and situations that are very new and foreign and unusual to us. We don't like think for ourselves immediately. We quickly look to what is everybody else doing. It's good, you know, so, so social referencing or trying to figure out what to do based uh, on what everybody else is doing. But if everybody else is looking at you and you're looking at them, nothing gets done. Anyway, this woman, Andrea Fuentes, she said, fuck these lifeguards and dived into the pool after her swimmer. This is leadership with a capital, capital L. This is bravery this is assertiveness this is daring this is just it's human it and anyway i'm i don't want to overdo it here with the all the purple pros i want to take you back to the image she dives in and she swims down in her coach's shirt i think it looks like she's wearing an eye watch did i say that the right way jobs it looks like she's wearing an apple watch and She's just like perfect form, knifing through the water. She wraps her swimmer up uh, from behind, gives her a big hug. And in like the second image, you can see her sort of grimacing. And she must have amazing breath control. She's a professional or world-class swimmer herself, who I believe is an Olympic medalist. So she's probably just down there for like 10 minutes, just kicking it. She wraps her swimmer up, her 25-year-old swimmer, who doesn't look like she's not a long, tall drink of water. It looks like she's not a, you know, 50. It's not, not like me rescuing my daughter. Knock wood that that never, needs, that never has to happen. She wraps up this, what looks like a long, tall, lanky swimmer, and then bends down and launches herself off of the pool bottom toward the top where her swimmer then whoever else the lifeguards or whoever else didn't do shit in the first place come to help her out and the swimmer is okay all right that's the moral of the story not the moral that's the outcome the swimmer is okay but i found these images and i think there are maybe three that there were because some fucking perv was hanging out under the water i guess just taking photos I don't know. I looked for video of this on Thursday, yesterday. I looked for video of the rescue and I couldn't find any. But there are these photos of her. One, the swimmer is like knocked out, falling, with the coach just like a shark, like going at her. Very, very impressive, inspiring. And you know what it was? Uh, Probably not capturing it. It was very moving. It was loving. It was... Uh, it was just human. It was instinctual, but it was it was loving and caring, and looking out for one of your own. 
and she's she, so she's in the image like the first image she's knifing across the water just like perfect stroke getting toward Anita Alvarez and then she's like crouching and sort of like kicking off the bottom and like I said I would like to find out it looks like at least three of her so let's say she's five I don't know this is what's the average female height five five six something like that let's say she's five seven it looks like there are three of her there could be three of her so that's I don't know, maybe the pool is 18 feet deep, something like that. And then she rockets off the bottom, pulling this person who looks maybe bigger than she is to the top. And then I think the third image that that stuck out to me was like she, the swimmer who's still unconscious, really the underwater ones were were the moving ones, but there also was an image of then some dude showed up. I think that is also what appealed to me. As you know, I, I am, uh, what I am, I'm, I'm forever intrigued by women and their toughness and power. And guys, if you're listening to this and women, if you're listening to this, think I'm saying this to be an ally or, I mean, it is to get laid, so if you want to send nudes, send pictures of Nancy Pelosi's feet, whatever. Um, I'm just forever, forever interested in that. Sometimes I talk about it on the podcast, but the toughness of women and the resolve of women and the, there I say sometimes, the man didn't do shit, so we have to do it. Not on the soapbox here all my January 6th listeners stay close brother I know it's been a (laughs) tumultuous time of reality denying over the last few few weeks a few weeks few years few weeks uh, as you've watched the uh, January 6th testimony which I have watched zero of because what I know for certain is no one of any real skin will be brought to justice. That's just the way this country works. And if that's cynical, please remind me of the time where the bad guy was true. Then the person responsible for the greatest uh, impact was brought to justice. Let me know. Send that in. That's, that's this week's question. When has American justice been served in this country? I'm not talking about making old little Adolf Hitler after fucking bite the bullet or take the pill or whatever he did anyway i'm forever moved and particularly i'm a minority in my own home i'm i'm one man and there are two women and then of course the canines who are uh, non-binary at least one of them is. Who uh, I was at the Laughing Skull Lounge on Wednesday night, and I, it's never a good sign when you get a call from a number that you don't recognize. If you have a dog named Clark who runs away because he has errant parents who do not have not figured out how to keep him secured in their backyard, so he wanders off once now every probably now every two months or so. My wife might be like, actually, it's a little more frequent than that. I was at the club in hosting the open Laughing Skull open mic on Wednesday night, and I got a strange number that was not spam risk. Also, while you're fixing everything else in the world, can you address the spam risk call? 
If you're telling me it's a spam risk and not sharing the number, do you have to patch it through? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can't, it, can't that just be headed off somewhere earlier in the process so I don't have to have 19 spam risks a day? That's the question of the day. Can that also, that's the question. That is the other question of the podcast. Can we not just head off the spam risk that shows up and just, if it's a risk, I'll take my chances that it, I'll believe you. Just chuck it. I don't need to see it. I don't need to make it go away and all that. And then the other question is, when has American justice ever been served in this country? So that's why I haven't been watching January 6th. Going back to apologies to the January 6th listeners. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated. Like my, the, I have several strong female role models across my life. Uh, maybe even more pronounced than the male role models in my life. Which is why I'm such a pussy. <laughs> I'm kidding, ladies and gents. So I'm fascinated by that. So it, it, that also really connected with me with this daughter in my home, with this strong woman that I live with. Here is another example. I can't wait to show my daughter that where it won't, like, freak her out. You know, because now she is such a water bug. I don't want her to be like, oh, by the way, when you're swimming, you can just pass out and go to the bottom. But don't worry. Dad, I got you. It's mesmerizing, these images. When I saw them Thursday morning, it was... I was compelled. I just sit and stare. And it's also beautiful because beautiful. It's artistic. It's heavy. It's emotional. Because there's the pool is such a austere, clear blue, sky blue, Carolina blue. It's darker than Carolina blue. It's, it's swimming pool blue in the background for these two women. One in great distress and the other heroically pulling her up. She's a hero. That's a word that is so overused in our society but this woman was a hero tell me you saw the images please they're they're fascinating to me and i'm sure the fact that i'm recording this podcast how many ever hours it's been since i've seen those images that by now they're probably memes (laughs) Uh, but be before they, before I've seen a meme of them, and where are memes now? Twitter, which I'm not on. Maybe memes are still on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know where memes are, but it'll it'll be a meme invariably because the the backdrop of the beautiful pool. It looks like you know Shamu's tank. <laughs> Y'all seen that movie, Blackfish? Blackfish. The images are just arresting. So, good for that woman. And and it's just one of those things. Also, the more you're in the, the state of the world, to see something like that, it's just going to land and resonate. And I'm sure it did with lots of people. And nothing I've said on here is unique or original probably about it not i'm not like beating myself up about what i thought but it's just nice to see that not nice to fucking see that it reminds you of what we can do and then (laughs) afterwards 
she just popped a little shit about the lifeguards. She says, I was yelling at them, but they weren't doing anything. <laughs> that kind of sounds like something a woman said before. I was yelling at them to do, I was yelling at those boys to do something, but they didn't do it. So, uh, it sounds like the woman, Anita Alvarez, is okay. Andrea Puentes uh, is, is a hero. That's, that's, that's the way it goes. I mentioned the shows. I mentioned laughing. Laughing's called open mic on Wednesday night. I've told you numerous times. Last night, or whatever it was, Wednesday night was just another banger, as was Limerick. Why do I always say it's not going to last forever? Well, because things don't last forever. But uh, it was really fun. David Perdue closed it out. The comic I mentioned, I'm talking about Tuesday Night at Limerick, um, Basil, the comic who came down from Memphis, uh, just crushed Matthew English. It was a great Joanna Smith. Everybody did really well. It was a really, it was a really good time. And you should come to Limerick. And then uh, another comedy development. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll get to it this way. Wednesday night, I went to the Laughing Skull, and when I walked in the door, who is there wearing a Limerick Junction, Limerick Comedy t-shirt, but Catherine Blanford, who is doing numbers on social media. She is making moves out of Atlanta, and she co-hosts a very popular podcast that I'm sure is a lot more lively and energetic than this podcast that you might want to check out. It's called Cheaties, and she hosts it. So we took a nice photo, uh, Catherine and I did, and put it on, uh, what, my Instagram story. But I will post it on Instagram, Instagram, so we have it forever. Otherwise, I'll get lost. But what the, why I brought that up, not only is a local celebrity like Catherine Blanford repping Limerick Comedy, but her podcast co-host, Lace Larrabee, who has appeared in me discussing comedy over the years on this podcast a few times. You'll recall Lace Larrabee was one of the... All right, before I... All right, let me just... She has appeared... Well, I don't know why I'm trying to... I'll get there. Lace Larrabee, I've mentioned several times on this podcast. I think once I said I would... If you were interested in me selling the famous contacts in my phone, make me an offer. And I said I would sell you Lace Larrabee's phone number for, I think, $40. (laughs) That's all it would take. $40 is not nothing, um, but it's a, you know. Anyway, Lace Larrabee, I mentioned, like, I don't know, somehow she was in, she, she and I have played husband and wife in more, which is a total insult to her, um, in more than one commercial uh, filmed project, film that ha- still hasn't been completed that we've been working on for like five years. Anyway, and and also Lace was one of the comics on the infamous, <laughs> infamous because I moaned about it for three weeks after she did the rich people raising money for each other fundraiser that I cried about. Remember I told you that last summer? Yeah, of course. How could we forget, dude? Uh, I did this show. I organized that show for the local na- for the neighbors and their um, garden. I guess their garden club, garden party, garden 
pond. Anyway, they were raising money for themselves. <laughs> and they said, would you like to do some comedy? And I said, only if you don't pay me anything and uh, I get some friends to work for free. And as it turned out, you'll recall me complaining, they gave the friends, actually Nick Murphy and Lace Larrabee, gift cards to the local liquor supermarket. And knowing Lick, Lick, Lick and Nace, Nace and Lick, knowing Lace and Nick, they probably declined those cards and said, no, thank you, we, uh, we do not drink. Anyway, Lace closed out that show, and she crushed, Nick crushed. It was a great time, and I was just breaking balls talking about it last year. The reason I'm bringing up Lace now is because I bumped into her podcast partner, Catherine, who, bless, was wearing a Limerick Comedy t-shirt. And Lace was just on America's Got Talent. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means in stand-up comedy? Like, if you get far enough in America's Got Talent, and she may be there now, they say industry, no industry, uh, insiders say, I've, I've heard it said to me in green rooms by industry people, by comics who would know. If you get far enough, you can fill up your calendar for a year and a half. You can, if you get far enough on America's Got Talent, you can headline, and I probably will not get on America's Got Talent, you can headline clubs every weekend for the next 18 months. They say, whoever they are, but it has been said, the only two, if there used to be a time in stand-up comedy, or you could go on the John the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and you could have a ripping five minutes like Jeff Foxworthy. You could overnight. You're getting sitcom offers, and you're headlining across the country. Those, that sort of lightning in a bottle, as far as the mainstream entertainment. I'm not talking about like blowing up on TikTok or Instagram or something like that. I'm talking about the more traditional channels, literal channels, like television channels, more mainstream media. Apparently, the only way you can break overnight, that's a music term, I think, break, the record, we're, we're just going to keep throwing singles at the radio trying to break this band. That's what they would call it, try to break the band, meaning have a single go, have some momentum build for the act, for the song, and then they can go out on the road, people show up, they make money, they build a fan base, all that stuff. So we're trying to break this new artist, right? That, that sort of thing. Apparently the only way that can happen now, overnight, in the more mainstream methodology, is to get far enough on America's Got Talent. Or somehow destroy on the Joe Rogan show. I don't know if the Joe Rogan thing is still true. I know it has been said, but the size of that audience uh, can, you know, drive some numbers for you. But but the most mainstream way, which is, you know, it's like fucking winning American Idol. Like everybody in the world who is in the entertainment industry or has aspirations is trying to do it. Lace Larrabee was on America's Got Talent the other night. 
on fucking TV. I think it's ABC, by the way. It's, which is owned by Disney. <laughs> which is doing its best down there in Florida, still. Uh, not only was Lace Larrabee on Atlanta's own, my, my, and, and I am going to ride her coattails as far as I can. Lace Larrabee and I have played husband and wife in more than one filmed production that you probably will never see. <laughs> Including one that's not even finished. Anyway, she was on America's Got Talent. And she did two bits. She crushed. She perfectly bullshitted with the judges like like a true headliner like she's done this a million times you're not gonna throw her for a loop she's likable she's casual she's sharp she was quick her time on the screen from what i saw and i only saw her set i mean in her interaction with uh howie mandel mandel howie mandel who used to be a stand-up comic i mean he put fucking rubber gloves over his head and blew them up and that was hot. But he's, I mean, he's Howie Mandel. He's legend in the game. Am I hating on his act? No, because I, 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 I'm not. I mean, I am, but he won. He, he's Howie Mandel. Howie, uh, Heidi Klum, I think, is the other judge. And then, well, there are two others. And then, uh, by the way, it's very offensive, I think. Now I can say it's offensive Two people have told me I look like Simon Cowell. What is the deal with that guy's hair? It looks like some Fantastic Four shit. Or like a a bad guy in uh, Bugsy Malone. My hair does not look like that. People are like, oh, but you look like... I don't know, but stop it. Anyway, and then the other judge is uh, the furniture woman. Or the... What is her name? I think it's Sophie. She's from... Um, the show that people like and they say, oh, you'd love it. And then we've watched it and didn't think it was very funny because we're dicks. Sophia Ver Vergara. Is that her name, Vergara? Anyway, Sophia Vergara was, the, she, at Lace's handling of them was just impeccable. Her two bits crushed. I was like, what is she going to do on this show? Because he's not exactly the cleanest comic. <laughs> uh, but, she crushed. Her interactions with the judges was perfect. And she got yeses from all four judges. How fucking awesome is that? I don't know what's next. I don't know if they're like, I, I couldn't tell you what round it was. We traded a few texts around, you know, congrats and all that and hearts and all that shit. Uh, I don't know. And I wasn't like, so what's next? Like, uh, I'm not, you know. Somebody else can do that. If you want, I'll tell you what. If you want to send me 40 bucks, I'll send you her uh, number and you can you can ask her. So I don't know what's next. I don't know if she's in the quarterfinals or there are like 7,000 hoops she has to jump through before she gets to the finals on America's Got Talent. But that's pretty awesome. She crushed. She did two bits, handled the judges perfectly like a pro, and was genuine and winning and authentic. It was awesome. Um I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for her. It was, it was really cool to see. And something else stuck out. Whoops. Yikes. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. 
I almost <clears throat> had to stop it there for a second because I dislodged the recording system. One thing, though, did stick out to me as a as a Mennonite. I'm not a Mennonist. I'm a Mennonite. I'm a feminist. I'm a I'm attuned to women. Okay, I like what's going on. What was interesting to me, I perceived that the female judges who, well, dude, they're fucking supermodels and their whole value prior to, you know, I'm sure now they have businesses and industries and they're conglomerates under themselves. But before that was based on being hot. So what I heard from them talking, their feedback to Lace was, you're so, and you're so pretty. Like like two or three comments about how attractive she was. And she isn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. But what was interesting is they were talking about... they The women gave her the feedback. You've heard me talk about this, right? How only women have commented on my daughter's appearance across her life. You know, like the doctor when she was born. Like, look at this big sucker and all that stuff. But the female judge was like, oh, I love you. You're so pretty. Thank you so much. And and it's it was just interesting. I'm not faulting Heidi <laughs> and, and Sophia because they're legends in the game also. And, it, and what's the game for them? The game is probably be hot, get on, get your foot in the door, and then you run the whole show. And shout out to them for their hustle and doing that. It just stuck out to me, the father of a... Uh, what's wrong with that, you fucking sad fucking Gen X grunjo? Why shouldn't a woman be hot? Why shouldn't I tell my daughter she's so pretty? Well, because I want her to be so much more. Well, she can be that too. And I don't know. It's interesting. What am I now? It's like, what am I trying to do as a parent? I'm not. Everyone else tells my daughter she's cute. You're so cute. You're so pretty. So precious. I don't really ever. I don't ever say anything about her appearance. But that's probably an overreaction, right? Because what I don't want is for her to be self-conscious about her appearance. Which is her, it's perfect as far as I'm concerned, her appearance. But I don't want her to ever, I mean, just be, well, why? I know, it's not like I'm fucking insane. Because of this female cosmetic industrial beauty image complex system that exists that's going to pull her in and Instagram's going to try to make her feel terrible about the way she looks. So that's why maybe I'm, I'm trying to combat that so that I don't tell her she looks great. Girl, you, I tell her, you look great today. But I don't do it that much. I tell her every morning to have a great day. And I always tell her to tell her teacher to say hello. And she says, no, I won't. <laughs> and then this morning she said, I'm going to do this. And she said, like, just waving her hand. I don't know, maybe I should. I don't know, maybe. Because that's what I'm trying to do. I, I don't want her to be. Uh, maybe if Lace were, Lace were on here. Sophia and Heidi, they'd be like, first of all, who are you and why are we here? <laughs> How did you manage to make this happen? And I was like, you're right. This is a dream of mine, but I'm not waking up. 
I don't know what they would say. And for me to say what they would say would be <laughs> the definition of mansplaining. I just, uh, I, it, it, struck, it struck me as not from a place of, what if, what if Howie would have said you're so pretty? You know, not like that. I mean, girls got to stick together and women, sorry, women, as we talked about last time, have to stick together. And so they're probably just shouting her out. Maybe they're like, this is the thing we all love being told we're fucking pretty. Dude, in your basement, stop trying to make sad records in the goddamn 90s. Okay, fair enough, ladies. But neither of the men were thinking about or were saying out loud, you're so pretty. So anyway, the point is this. Lace fucking smashed and you should go watch her tape. It's great. She did two bits. Like, she might have done like two and a half minutes of stand-up. It, it did not seem like a full five. I couldn't tell you. Maybe it's four minutes. But it was like bit one, punch, tag, tag. Second bit, set it up real quickly, punch, tag, act out, tag, tag. It was just, it was perfect. And uh, I'm so happy for her. And you should be happy for her, too. I mean, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. I meant to, I hope I coughed away. All right. I will let you get to bed. I will get to bed. I will encourage you to see, try to find that image, those images of Andrea Fuentes saving. Saving, now, what is the other woman's name? I know it's Alvarez. What's her first name? Saving her, saving, that's leadership. Saving her team member. They're, they're arresting images. I hope you have a great weekend, and I hope that you come back and listen to this podcast on Tuesday because I'm going to tell you about Limerick, but I'm also going to tell you what happened over the weekend. Did the Topo Chicos flow? Uh, but you know, at the very least, you can come to Laughing Skull and see me tonight at 8 and 10.30, and tomorrow at 5 and 8, and I appreciate your support.